it's been an incredibly busy week for me in the garden and now we're into June and the weather has really been on our side so far this year just there's so much to do and it's really important to keep on top of things but also feel that you've made some progress by the time you come in through the door at the end of the day. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. So today is the deadline for the free draw to get your perennial Egyptian onion bulbs. And I haven't done the draw yet. I'll be doing it as soon as this podcast is published. So I will be announcing the winners on Monday. But um, if you haven't entered yet, I'm sorry, it is too late. We've had quite a few entries, so thank you to everyone that entered. If you have missed it, then the Egyptian onions are just a plant that I'm incredibly passionate about at the moment. I'm just super excited about this plant. It's a type of onion that gives you your salad onions, your your spring onions, but it also gives you mini onion bulbs that you can use as shallots and big onion bulbs that you would use Uh, in replacement of your standard cooking onions and I've done a video on these on our YouTube channel and you should definitely definitely check it out if you haven't yet like I say it's a plant that I'm just so excited about and it's going to be the only type of onions I think I'm going to grow from now on because they're so easy and so productive I'm just you know as I've said super super excited about it so make sure you go and check that out thank you to everybody that's been helping the show thank you to everyone that's connected with us on facebook or sent us a message it does it mean a great deal to me and you know this is a it's a one-man operation we've got um the youtube channel and this podcast and it's just great to know that so many people find it valuable it really does make all the difference in the world to me we're moving forward with the website which is as I said because it's a one-man operation and there's so much to do and of course I've got I've got the you know the work in the garden to do at the same time and a full-time job it's not always easy to find the time to keep things up to date so I'm aware that the website isn't as up to date as it could be but if that's something you feel that you might be able to help out with then get in touch because at this point uh, you know I will take all the help that I will get speaking of such I've needed quite a lot of help this week last weekend I had a couple of minor disasters that just gobbled up days of my time I had a a vehicle basically break down and then I had a second vehicle break down both both last weekend the first of which being my vehicle that I used to get around the second one being our little ride-on mower that we've got here I'll ride on tractor so it's a little John Deere GT125 and it's a fantastic machine 
but we ask a lot of it and personally I'm not very mechanically minded so while I do try and do as much maintenance and that side of things that I can I'm certainly far from a mechanic and I've made several running repairs on it this season already and last weekend it just decided that uh, it was fed up with my attention and it wanted the attention of someone more skilled than I so I've been without it for the rest of the week which isn't a massive deal to be without it for a week but it's going to stretch into at least another week because the earliest I could get it looked at is this coming Wednesday so we shall see but it means that I can't mow the lawns of which we have a lot it also means that everything that we're moving I can't move using the, the trailer on that I have to move everything with a wheelbarrow so these are all problems that we can cope with you know they're not insurmountable crises but they do definitely add to my general workload so just keeping on top of things with it being June as well it's just uh, you know it's a lot of work and I'm sure you're all feeling exactly the same I think it's important that we just manage our time and make sure that we don't stress ourselves unduly it's really important that we enjoy what we're doing I mean that's a huge element of why I do what I do and I think it's important that we all just bear in mind that most of what we do we do for the enjoyment of it and we need to keep that in sharp focus sometimes because if things start to become purely a chore purely a job then we can run out of enthusiasm for it and that's not a slope that I personally wish to slide down so we're going to be talking today about all the things that I've been doing in the garden and things you might have been doing and things that we can be thinking about doing. Now it's June. You can now support the show directly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. You can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount. Pledging as little as $3 a month makes a huge difference. If that's not your thing, you can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media. We really appreciate all the help that you give us. It's people like you that make this show possible. So I am still milking our goats daily. So the milking and the processing of the milk and what have you that takes up probably on average about an hour a day so that's a time slot I've got just before dinner time I tend to do that between four and five o'clock and we eat very early because we all go to bed very early here and uh, get up reasonably early here <laughs> I'm not going to say we get up super early but we definitely go to bed early so uh, we have tea around between five and six so we tend to do all of our milking just before then so that really truncates the day if I'm working if I'm actually out of the house doing my day job that day it means there's not a lot of time to get much else done apart from maybe an hour or two after tea in the garden but fortunately there's been several days when I've not been at work so I've been able to focus a little bit more on the garden we've been doing well, we started doing our first round of hedge trimming. We have a 
tremendous amount of formal hedging here that needs trimming at least once a year. Our beech hedging I tend to trim twice a year and our hawthorn hedging once a year but this year I'm doing them both twice and the reason being that we're using that as feed for our goats. So if you've got goats you should know that while they will eat a little bit of grass really that's not their diet. Their diet is browse and it's hedges and plants and things like that. A good portion of their diet needs to be fiber and they're just not going to get that from a traditional grass grazing pasture. So generally speaking we would have free choice hay available to our goats but we have stopped that in the last couple of weeks because all of our hedges are effectively ready to be trimmed. So what I tend to do is every three days or so I'll go out and do an hour's worth of hedge trimming or maybe a little more and then over the subsequent three days I'll rake up about a third of that and feed it into the goats and that is basically in place of the hay that they might get in the winter and they absolutely love it. They, they love the variety and the, the stalks and the stems of those hedges are where they're getting all their fibre from. So it works for everyone. It also makes the job of hedge trimming less of a chore because it's, you know, it's feeding the animals and that's something I enjoy. So there's that. Our geese have stopped laying and we are actually probably going to sell our geese. And the only reason being they're not productive through the summer and someone has offered us what I consider to be a very good deal. They like they are desperate to buy them and there's not many around at the moment. And so we're thinking of selling them and we haven't really thought much beyond that. And apart from that, we are going to replace them, but we're not sure what with yet. We're trying to think of some interesting ideas. So we're considering replacing them with different geese or some ducks but we're also considering replacing them with some rears which are um, a bit like an ostrich or an emu uh, if you can think of anything interesting that we could consider I'm all ears but uh, yeah we're, we're just considering a bit of a change a bit of a change there so the only thing that is critical because of the pens that we would have available for whatever we replace them with is, you know, we're not going to be considering ducks or chickens because we, the pens that they, we've got available aren't foxproof and we're not looking to really increase our level of exposure to predators. So something that kind of takes care of themselves. And the, the geese that we've got at the moment are Emden geese and we've got them in a flock of four or more depending on the time of year and they tend to just look after themselves so it would have to be something similar size wise or bigger so that's about it for the animals of course we've always got our lovely egg laying hens actually that's not it for the animals at all because my wife has raised another round of chicks she's raised i don't know how many but maybe a dozen chicks from her large hens so as you probably know, I tend to look after the egg-laying hens in partnership with my wife, but then we've got a lot of ornamental hens that she tends to look after on her own. And she's got one breed, which are called Brahmas, and they're a particularly big chicken, and she's raised several of those. And there are a couple of cockbirds in there, which will end up on the table, but the females will just go into the flock, 
and uh, who knows what her plans are with those, whether it's to sell them, swap them, or just to keep them in the flock. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can do it either by sending an email to selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or by using the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You can send us a voice message just using your phone. You could also reach out to us on Facebook where we have the Self Sufficient Hub group and the Self Sufficient Hub page. We're always thrilled to get your feedback, questions or suggestions for future topics on the show. The plants are all doing really well. We've had really, really conducive weather to getting things going. We had an awful start to spring because when I say awful, it was just everything conspired against me. So we had an incredibly early warm spell, which meant that everything just burst into life. But then we had just one night, a really late, quite deep frost, and I wasn't expecting it. So I didn't do anything. I broke every rule. I I just didn't do anything that I should have done to protect our plants. And we lost a tremendous amount of seedlings and something I've never seen before. But I'm seeing frost damage on every walnut tree that I drive past. And, you know, it just goes to show that the plants got really excited. It warmed up super early and everything just went crazy, bursting into life and pushing out new shoots. And then this hard frost just came and bit everything really hard. And, you know, we we suffered from that. So it's all my own fault, obviously, and I should have been more wary. I should have kept a closer eye on the weather. I know better, and there's no one to blame but myself, but obviously it did set everything back. We even lost some plants that were in our polytunnel to that frost. But since then, you know, the tail end of spring has been fantastic. It's been very dry, but just about not too dry you know everything's coped and we've just recently had in the last few days quite a lot of rain so right now everything is great and we've used the weather we've worked with the weather and we've used the the rain that we've just had to do an awful lot of planting out so I would say that our annual vegetable bed is pretty much at capacity now so everything has or rather every space has something in it not all of the main crops are out yet some we're using just some catch crops in places but uh, the actual beds are all planted so that's great and we're just starting to harvest things we're seeing lots of strawberries with this lovely early sunny weather we've got lots of strawberries coming into the house every day we've also seen very excitingly my cherry tree i bought my wife who loves cherries i bought her a cherry tree for her birthday a year and a half ago in uh, november not not november just gone the november before and we bought it bare root and it was only about four foot high and so it made it all through the first year now we're in its second summer and it's actually fruiting cherries and we've had a few and i'm just super thrilled with that i've never grown cherries before so very excited about that we're obviously seeing all the other fruit trees setting fruit we've got it's going to be a a bumper year by the looks of it for all of our pears and plums and apples which are all just laden with 
fruit being set on them. So I think fruit-wise, we're, we're going to do very, very well. Another perennial that we have, our, our grape vine. We've got a really old, beautiful, strong, established grapevine, but it's another plant that got really hit hard by that that surprise frost because it had gone into overdrive and was just growing left and right and everything got knocked back by that frost but that's coming again now so I think that would have been a really bumper year for it but I'm not sure that's going to be the case now with that that frost we got our sweet corn coming through coming out the ground and hopefully that's going to be a knee high by the 4th of July which is the old saying and uh, our beans are coming on nicely our spinach is actually cropping already so we are starting to see some things come on into the house so so far so good I mean like I say we'd be so much further on if it wasn't for that frost or rather we'd be so much further on if it wasn't for my negligence with regard to that frost but we are seeing things taking shape and it's you know it's lovely it's great to see so that's about it for the plant side of things I think I've started doing some crayfish foraging we've got a a river that runs just past our house and we've got crayfish in it it's a little bit early yet and I've been unsuccessful but when the weather really warms up and of course the weather in the in the rivers takes you know several weeks to catch up with the weather outside it's a it's an ongoing process of warming up the ground and the and the water but really they're only super productive for crayfish we're in the hot hot weather so in august and september but uh, i have been out i've seen the crayfish they are there but they're still partially dormant and they're not really coming out to the bait that i use but crayfish fishing is something i really enjoy doing with the children we all love doing it it's the simplest thing in the world and uh, hopefully we'll be having some crayfish lunches any time now we're also making our cheese i've made my first lot of goat's cheese mozzarella which i'm really excited about because the children enjoy it they're not a big fan of my normal goat's cheese because it's so strong but this mozzarella is much milder and we've just been having it on some bruschetta with some maybe some tomatoes and some olive oil and it's been fantastic everybody's really enjoyed that i haven't had time to go out and do much foraging recently but hopefully that's going to be something that i get time to go out and do again very very soon because most of our crops are now planted and if i get some spare time it's not going to be critical for me to be out there planting more seedlings or planting things out so hopefully we're on top of that now and this period of year last year i know i had a you know a couple of weeks where i had a a small bit of downtime that I could do some other things. So I'm hoping to go out and find some some of the summer mushrooms. I think it's a I think I might have missed the boat for Chicken of the Woods, which is a mushroom I'm desperate to find. It's one I've never found and uh, it's a really prized item that's on my on my list, my hit list. But hopefully next year will be better than this and uh, and I'll find some. But that brings you up to date, I think, with pretty much everything that's going on here thank you so much for listening thank you for supporting the show and i will speak to you next time bye bye if you find this podcast valuable there's several ways you can support it the easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts 
You could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online, including your social media pages. And now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon.